Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Entertaining Minds of Complicated People. To, on today's episode, we're going to be talking about um, a new lawsuit that's been launched against EA. We're going to talk about the state of the US and British box office, some new games that are coming out soon, and we are even going to talk about something comic-related. So I am joined here today by my friends David and Harry. Hello. Hello, hello. And they're really excited to be here today. So today we're going to start off with some very interesting news that um, I've only just seen today. But um, apparently it happened last month, but has only recently been discovered. And that is a class action lawsuit against EA. So um, the details of this lawsuit... Um, as reported on by um, Eurogamer and a gaming law blog um, called Patch Notes. Um, the lawsuit was filed on the 30th of September um, by two individuals from British Columbia and Ontario, um, so obviously Canada. And mm. the, um, the lawsuit basically says that the um, loot boxes in EA games are unlicensed gambling and in breach of the Canadian Criminal Code. And um, it also uh, argues that EA is liable to the plaintiffs under common law and has breached consumer protection. Okay, Harry, opinions on, on the lawsuit? Uh, I mean, get EA. Yes, just yes. And I, I'm, I'm stuck with only a few words I can say. Thank you. The rest are swears. Thank you. Thank you for that and, brilliant insight. <laughs> Two words. And the the thing is, the thing is that is worth noting that um, according to the um, to the website, um, it says that because this is a class a class action lawsuit, everyone in Canada who has bought loot boxes from EA since two thousand eight is covered by the suit. And the filing comes with a list of over 60 titles, including EA Sports franchises, Mass Effect, Need for Speed, Battlefield, Apex Legends, and obviously loads, loads more. Um, and Ooh. the plaintiffs are seeking everything EA has made through loot boxes since 2008 in damages. So that's a whole 12 years worth of profits um, Wait, from loot boxes. Like, yeah, they want every everything that EA has made since 2008 in loot boxes. Did you say just, Colo- uh, just Colombia? Just Canada? Like, yeah, oh. just Canada. At the moment, just Canada. I mean, but, that's still some. I mean, yeah. But, yeah, it basically, that is, like, a whole 12 years' worth of, like, profits from loot boxes. Exactly. And, um, obviously, you know, FIFA Ultimate Team, and yes, as uh, we've just said, it is only Canada by the looks of things, but... It it just doesn't it it doesn't make like sense why um like why EA have even kept doing these loot boxes when it's been getting so much criticism. But this has landed them in hot water. And again, there was a lawsuit filed in back in August, I believe, which basically detailed the same thing based on um FIFA Ultimate Team loot boxes. And it just like this could potentially if this lawsuit were to go through and they were to win this lawsuit this could potentially cripple EA mm. and we may not have EA and 
it would be terrible for the gaming industry in so many ways not just the fact that EA um, is a massive gaming company. And yes, not a lot of people absolutely love EA, but it's been there for a long time. And the amount of people that it employs, it's just, you know, I mean, what what do you think? When you think about the companies that work under EA, you know, they're they're also going to be affected. You know, the people who work there are going to be affected. So some of these games are going to be, you know, so maybe some like um, next year we might be expecting a huge, huge title to come out, and that might either be delayed or just full one hundred percent cancelled just because of this um, uh, lawsuit. So you know, there are really um, bad uh, consequences to this uh, lawsuit. As 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 much as it's a great thing, it's you know it could potentially ruin EA. Yeah. And I mean, um, the whole loot box um, scandal as well. Apparently, there is also um, the British um, government has asked for, um, has opened a call for evidence on um, player and game organization experiences of loot boxes, uh, according to Eurogamer. And um, it remains open until the 22nd of November. And yeah, so it looks like the British government might be trying to ban loot boxes, as Belgium have done. And I'm not too sure, but I'm pretty sure the Netherlands have um, done something very, very similar. I think, hasn't France also <coughs> done something? I think, maybe. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty sure a lot of European countries have started banning them. And um, I, I think it's a good thing, because um, loot boxes really don't... Um, yeah, they, they, they're terrible in the sense that you don't actually get a physical price. You spend money to get an in-game item, but when the server is shut, you don't get oh, that God, money yeah. back. You don't get those um, items in real life. Um, CSGO has got probably a better system because you, if, if you want to, you can sell those items back and get real money as a, as a profit for it. Yeah. It's... Um, it's just a really hard one to do. Like, mm. um, there's many different ways that you can see it. As it, you can see it as gambling. You can see it as just getting loot. But it just doesn't. Um, like, just no matter which way you look at it, I think there is always some good implications and bad implications of a loot box. And like, we don't. We don't ban like arcades because they're gambling for kids. We 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 keep them open because it's classed as fun. But you know, I, I guess I, I guess that's kind of how um, loot boxes are perceived as well. Like it's fun for kids, but it yeah. can also be seen as gambling and creating a future yeah. gambling habit. But maybe maybe yeah. sorry. Well, maybe the way to deal for, deal with it for kids is maybe just the parents start to um you know um pay attention yeah pay attention you know because the fact that your mm. child is spending 100 pounds a, a, a month maybe a year on the game because uh it's because of loot boxes it maybe it, it it may i mean obviously it is definitely um um one of ea's faults but it's i mean yeah, you have to you have mm. to find blame with the parents as well yeah, I I agree. I mean, parents should be held accountable. I think um, 
in in some respect for what's happening to um to your kids like if you um keep caving in if you keep saying your kids can buy these loot boxes like yes it is the fault of the company that has implemented these loot boxes but it's also your fault for not just saying no like if you you have to put your foot down somewhere and we have to like draw a clear line of responsibility because if you're the one that has said yes you can have this loot box yes you can keep buying these then you can't put the 100% the blame on um on the company like you have to blame yourself or you, you know it there is shared responsibility and we can't just pin it all on EA or on any company that does use loot boxes right wow. So obviously, very, uh, very controversial subject, um, but that's why we got it out of the way first, yeah. because otherwise we could be here all day. Oh, God. Uh, so if we move on to our second subject and a little bit more um, light um, news, there is a brand new music video from Stormzy, and it is, it is really interesting because... It's been filmed inside of Watch Dogs Legion. Now, this is Ooh. not the first time I've seen something like this because the BBC, um, I, I believe it was Click, um, which is their um, uh, tech um, show. They um, they basically did a news report from inside um, Watch Dogs Legion. Oh, so wow. they used the motion capture technology. Yeah, oh, um, they they used motion capture technology. Um, and they had both the interviewer and the interviewee inside of um, Watch Dogs Legion animated, which is really, really cool. Mm. And so they've basically taken this to a whole new level a couple months later mm. um, with Stormzy uh, filming a music video inside Watch Dogs Legion. And so, in the music, sorry, in the music yeah. video, you see him go around London uh, whilst basically standing still. It is, it is absolutely mind blowing. And it's crazy how realistic it actually does look. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, what are your thoughts, Harry? Um, so, what I think is is Watchdogs Watchdogs Legions Legion become going to become the like the next thing of how to get news or music, not <laughs> just a game anymore. It's just going to be mm. oh, go, go on to go on to Watchdogs Legion. You can get your daily news, or you can is get this video, this music video. Where they've got. <laughs> where they've got ads in the game. Oh my god! Uh, like a like UFC four. Yeah. This could be interesting. Oh, no. Yeah. Because I think mm. this game is yeah looks really good. I like this. Like I like what they're gonna do with it. Um. You know. Yeah, we we can't let it become a new like ad simulator, but I do think um Ubisoft have um learned their lesson um from some of their older games and I don't think they are genuinely stupid enough to do it. I I I'm hoping to God they aren't stupid enough to do it, but anything is possible. Oh. Um so yeah, it's it's a very interesting uh interesting subject. Um like it's just like how Fortnite did um like the whole marshmallow event. And how, um, and how obviously they did um, Travis Scott as well. I think video games are becoming more of an art form now, and people are starting to accept that it is a new medium to show off, um, like to show off, uh, show off new stuff. And it's, it's not just a game. Yeah, Go on. It, it's 
I would say that video games has been an art form since the beginning. It, it's, but it's now, as you said, been recognised as more of a way of showing off what you can do. Yeah, yeah. It, but it, it's not that it, it's been. It's now an art form. No, it's way back. I, I yeah. Mm. Sorry, I'm. <clears throat> So, um, speaking of, um, like, video games um, and stuff, I have literally just found an article um, about the game called Destruction All-Stars. So, um, it was due to be released in November 2020, um, and it was supposed to be a PS5 launch title, I believe. But um, it has actually been delayed to February um, 2021, but good news for PlayStation Plus players, as in February, it will be included in PlayStation Plus for two months at no additional cost. Wait, what's this? Um, it's a game called um, Destruction All-Stars. Um, I've seen like trailers for it, and I did actually think it was pretty cool. But um, yeah, it, it, yeah, it's been delayed to uh, February 2021, and it's a free PlayStation Plus game for two months. So um, I think that is going to be yeah. very interesting because I've I wanted the game, not gonna lie, and having it free PlayStation Plus game, it looks like it could be another Four Guys things. Yeah, I saw. I I remember seeing this on the um, PS Five. Uh, what's it called? The showcase. I remember seeing that game. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it was on the um like PlayStation Five showcase, and I thought it looked pretty cool. I saw a trailer for it not long ago, and then it's only literally just been delayed. But the um the reason why I saw that is because I have the PlayStation blog open. Oh. Um, <clears throat> it'll bring us on to our third subject, which is PlayStation exclusive um, zombies mode um, for Cold War. So um, Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War. Um, obviously has um, a great-looking zombies, I think. It looks like a cross between the uh, Black Ops and the um, World War II zombies. Um, okay. <clears throat> I think it's going to be cool. But the mode is a PlayStation-timed exclusive, um, just like they did with Survival Mode, which, may I add, for Modern Warfare, is due to come out this month, I believe, or has already come out this month for um, uh, for Xbox. Um, so yeah, it was a great mode at first, but then <clears throat> sort of went downhill. But this is a zombies mode, and it's called Zombies Onslaught. One thing that um, I've noticed about the zombies is that the rewards you unlock in zombies will also be across zombies and multiplayer, and Ooh. you level up. Um, yeah, you level up through both instead of like the current Black Ops system where you have a campaign level, a multiplayer level, and a zombies level, which is um, slightly annoying. So Zombies Onslaught is a two-player um, co-op zombies experience with a dedicated reward system blending the maps of multiplayer together with the Ooh. undead masses of Call of Duty's signature zombies mode. Ooh, um, so like that. that is as reported by um, PlayStation Blog, um, which is obviously your most reliable source of PlayStation news as it comes directly from the horse's mm. mouth. Um, and it says, once you drop in, the onslaught begins. Um, 
you you and your duo will be confined to a specific space on the map where the undead will begin spawning. Killing these zombies will power the orb. Kill enough zombies and the orb will move. While you're inside the orb, you uh, won't take damage from the outside um, of the specific map zone. The orb protects. Also, helping to keep players alive as they fight increasingly difficult undead enemies with each surge bringing more resilient, faster, and deadlier zombies. So it basically sounds like um, a survival mode, two-player survival mode, but with zombies. Mm. And on multiplayer maps. So it, it really um, it really brings me back to the um, mannequins um, of Black Ops, um, like in Nuketown, which, by yeah. the way, I did do my research on that. It turns out, if you knock off their heads, they keep running at you. If you knock off their arms, they become weeping angels. Oh. So, we were both, so there are actually, we like, were two versions. With those, I guess. Um, yeah. yeah. What, what, what would the second one do? Like, I, I know weeping mean? angels, but what would they be doing? Would well, they just be trying to kill you, or do just you know, do is you there know any sort of, like, special is. attacks? Okay, yes. so... <laughs> well, yeah. The weeping okay, angels. Then. <laughs> okay then. Now it makes the weeping, more sense. So... The weeping angels are trying. Yeah. All right then. So our next topic is a slightly controversial one um, in the gaming world, and it's really it really depends on how you see things. Whether this is a console, whether this is a streaming service for video games, whether it is the Netflix of video games or whether Netflix could potentially do the same with video games. That has all been debated by the gaming community. But Google Stadia is a very interesting concept Mm. as you can basically just plug and play. And it is is basically just video game streaming. But it is very, very um, skew-whiff. for lack of a better, better term. Um, it's People say that it is a console. People say that it's not a true console. And other people say, why the hell did Google even try going to video games? And basically the concept is you don't need to download. You just stream your video game. You can stream it at like 60 FPS. You can play it on your phone. You can play it um, on your TV, I believe, if you plug in your Chromecast. I believe it's an app on Chromecast. I'm not too sure. Um, I, I know that um, Google Stadia um, obviously has its own controllers. It's a great concept, but the execution of it is a very, very um, debatable. Go on, Harry. Mm. I would, yeah, what I was going to say before I decided not to was that the Google Stadia is the epitome of plug and play like there's pretty much nothing else other than that it's it's not a console it's it isn't because i wouldn't yeah just no (laughs) and it's i i would say it's probably close to a streaming service and yeah i could and as you said that didn't you say netflix can like probably i was it make their own yeah, it, I, I wouldn't be surprised yeah. if Netflix dipped yeah. their um, dip the toe into the water and tried out the market again. Yeah, that that would be, yeah, 
I, I, one thing I wouldn't like is something similar to like, I think was it? There was one. It it's been dead for a while. <laughs> I've got I've forgotten the name of it. Shows how dead it is. <laughs> it, I think it it was fighting Netflix for like the biggest Hulu. one of that. No. Amazon Prime. No. Earlier. earlier than that. Earlier. Yeah. Oh. It, it had like services. it had brick and mortar stores. What? That's not a streaming as well. Blockbuster. That's one. <laughs> now I remember. <laughs> what are you it, talking about? Well, it, it fought against <laughs> it fought against the streaming service. That's a DVD. I don't store. care. Shut up. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> well, buying and se- buying or. Or renting. <laughs> Never mind. All the build up. Nah. Nope. That did not work. Uh, oh, but, um, I, I need to. Yeah. Basically, it, it is just um, the the whole um, like streaming game. Um, it, it's it's very um, it's very niche, I would say, because a lot of people prefer to own their games or have a physical copy of their games because. You know, that's why we don't have all digital consoles yet, as in fully all the... Like, we have digital consoles, but we still have ones with discs in as well. Mm. Um, like, we, we haven't gone to, a, like, a discless society. I mean, like, in IT the other day, because um, I, I do take an IT class, well, I was laughed at for still owning uh, DVDs oh, yeah. and a DVD player. Um, <laughs> I am that old. Yeah. <laughs> You know, I still buy DVDs. I still, you know, I still like to watch physical DVDs. Um, I mean, I have about 100, but we'll ignore that. And, um, yeah, it is just certainly um, certainly interesting um, how, like, the streaming is going. Like, I do believe that Microsoft have also tried to dip their toe into the market because um, I, I believe it was... Fairly close after the um, the failure um, of of the Stadia Xbox, they uh, they announced if, if a Xbox like streaming right service. Now, listen, to um, if you have an Xbox, go to the Xbox store right now. Um, it will t- um somewhere on there. I'm not a listener, but I will do it anyway. <laughs> somewhere on there, it will talk about how. No, uh, where is it? It says something about. I think it's there's a somewhere. Beta. Uh, for it, yeah. Cloud, yeah. Ah, uh, yes. Cloud gaming beta with the Xbox Game Pass. Um, and so, basically, uh, download the Xbox Game Pass mobile app and start playing Xbox games from the cloud. So they are basically just doing what um, what it, it like the designs that I'm seeing. It looks like what? there's actually like things you can attach to the How side of your phone. Oh, so... um, yeah, it <laughs> like it is almost a Nintendo Switch style like um, like phone. Like you have your phone, mm. and then there's little cons like little controllers that you attach to the side of your phone. Okay, and it's, like I, you was... connect them wirelessly. wirelessly. Yeah, I know what you're talking uh, there about. There was a company Crazy. that did that. But not wirelessly. But there was a company that had like an an, an, an accessory for it. 
Oh, can't remember um, the name of the company. <laughs> Sometimes my memory is skew with. Yeah, it's mm. it's just something quite um quite interesting, I would say. Mm. Like it, it, the design, like you'd have to see the design um oh, to to know right, exactly what we're talking about and how crazy it looks. Like. Yeah, it's I. I don't I know. It's weird. I like I'm it, actually torn um, on the design. Distribute that. Hmm. Mm. I know it. It just seems like really random. Um, like innovative, sure, but like random, completely and utterly random. Like it's just... the words. Lost for what? No, Razor Kishi. Um, bring your A game oh. anytime. Wait, is that the phone or is that the console? I think that. Hang on. I think that's the one I was thinking of. Introducing a universal yeah. gaming controller well, we designed to bring later. console level control with, uh, to your mobile gaming. Later, but we can talk about this maybe next. I think episode. that's yeah. the one I was thinking. Uh, in more detail with um one of our new guests. I'm sure he'll have something to say about this. So, um, some more gaming news, and that there is a possible date for Lego Star Wars. Um, so, Lego Star Wars: The Skywalker Saga is oh, yeah. a um, obviously a new Lego Star Wars game, um, which has the whole entire Skywalker Saga in. Um, I don't know too much about it. I know that obviously it's going to be like the other Lego Star Wars games, um, which I used to love playing on the Wii. Oh, I am, God. I am one of those kids. I had the Wii. I played the Wii. I, I, I um finished both um Lego Star, the first two Lego Star Wars games. I only had it on my DS. Yeah, hundred percent, pretty much. I think on the second one, on the second one, I got about uh, three something percent. You done good, kid. So I was, I was, I did good. I love those yeah. the originals. Um, but yeah, it's just it, it looks like um it's going to be really good, but um I I believe that um it was delayed to twenty twenty one, and they haven't released a specific date. But according uh, according to um comicbook dot com, um on the official GameStop website, the retailer lists the game for release on May 31st, 2021. Um, and they said that this is a Monday. While some games release on Mondays, it's not very common, especially for bigger games. So as a result, this may be a placeholder. However, even if it is, it suggests the game will release sometime in the spring, likely March or May. So um, it does sort of give us an insight to when it uh, might possibly release just like um, Epic Games did with their pack for um, their their um, their Fortnite pack, the DC pack, which was hinted, um, which they said would come out just in time for PS5, which was in November. Um, this was obviously before we got an official release date, which did happen to be November. So it could potentially be correct, or it could just be something that we are reading into it a little bit too much. But, um, yeah, you know, you know how yeah. gamers are. We all read into things that aren't actually there. 
So time for our penultimate piece of gaming news. And that is that Star Wars Tales from the Galaxy's Edge will arrive exclusively for the Oculus Quest on November 19th. And a new trailer has been released showing us what we'll be doing in the VR game. So this has been reported on by um, some major news outlets. Um, The one I am reading is IGN. And um, yeah, there is a new uh, Star Wars experience, which will have players meet C-3PO, R2-D2 and Yoda. And it has been described, according to IGN, as a whole new way to explore the world of Star Wars, Galaxy's Edge, at Disneyland Resort and Walt Disney World Resort, and discover what exactly happens past the boundaries of Black Spire Outpost. So it seems like they have basically created a VR experience yeah. based around that's all, a that's Disney what ride. On, Disney. on uh, literally on Disney parks, um, it talks about how it's basically just um, a VR experience um, because obviously the Disney parks are closed. Like I, I think. So just for. Yeah, and it mm. it's pretty cool though that they've um, decided to do this. Um, but yeah, it is just is quite interesting. So, um, on to our last piece of gaming news before we move on to um, some of our more movie-related topics. Spellbreak. Spellbreak is a new game. I have been told a free-to-play game. At that, I'm going to let David explain more as he seems to know more than I do about this. What is it? It is a elemental um, mage battle royale, um, and it's honestly the most fun I've ever had uh, playing a video game this year, um, which says a lot because this year has been pretty boring, pretty dull. Um, I recently played my first game, got a win on it because I'm just that you know naturally skilled at video games. Um, Harry and Marcus can attest to that. Nice. Um, they were there. <laughs> um, and it's so much <laughs> yes. fun. Really, it's 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 a fre- it's a breath of fresh air for battle royale games. You know, we've we've um we've had PUBG, we've had uh we've had Fortnite, oh. which was at the time groundbreaking for for battle royale games. H one Z one. Don't forget that one. But now we've got we've got Warzone, Earth, which brings Warzone as well. Entirely new. Um, uh, hmm. gameplay mechanics and great I mean just the, if you see the um, the post not the poster <laughs> the uh, cover up for the game it just looks so enticing to play and it looks like a Pixar movie it just looks like a Pixar movie and it's it's very interesting I, I would play again and highly rated for me um, yeah that's all I have to say really on it I mean, yeah, I, obviously, um, just before we started the yeah. podcast, um, th- this is literally when we found yeah. out about this. So this is basically um, brand new to all of us. Um, mm-hmm. Just before we started the podcast, um, David was basically just um, showing us the game and he ended up getting a win um, on his first game. Yeah. And um, yeah, we're currently, um, like Harry and I have are currently downloading i think harris has downloaded and says so mine yeah i'm and, midway through the tutorial at the minute yeah and straight after we are 
yeah, yeah. straight after we are going to be going straight on spell break trying to learn all oh the new God. uh stuff we will hopefully report learn about it mechanics. next week I'm actually so yep. excited. Yeah. see what we can see how well we do afterwards yeah it's, it's going to be really cool yeah. this this will be probably the most fun i've had oh since God. i i first played among us with you all yeah that, like, that was that was oh yes like video games recently um have started to pick up like obviously among us not coming out because that came out in like 2018 yeah um but yeah They're among us, money now yeah it it's like the beginning of um of like this year was going downhill and it's gained so much momentum going downhill that we're finally ready to go back uphill and oh, yeah. um I think we're now on the uphill climb as we're coming towards the end of the new year. Video games. New consoles coming out, new console yeah. generations, um, new games. Yeah. And one part I mean, of the decade have... starting was not good. The consoles, yeah. yeah. Yes, please. <laughs> Let's no, make that's... the end yes. of the beginning of the decade better. Yes. Like, that's... I have... Where to say? I mean, yeah, I know. I mean, I have recently bought Cuphead... Um, oh yeah! How's oh my god! god. <laughs> um, so I I got yeah. past that boss have battle you, I was struggling on yesterday. Played, oh, really yeah. bloody oh, difficult. Played it with my mom today. Oh my god! I spent like hours. Yes, on that that I'm um, that yeah. Um, just yeah, I'm that's that's the next game I'm getting. But from what I've heard, the last boss is actually the like. Is easier than ones before it, which, if if you don't know, spoiler alert is the devil. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But for people who don't know, it's the devil. The thing is, I haven't even played either, so yeah. Well, I haven't played it. Uh, I want to. I mean, this year with gaming, um. Like certainly been interesting. Like again, Among Us Four Guys um, becoming the most downloaded PlayStation Plus game um, ever. Obviously, um, you know some of these some of these games just coming out right now are are really good. Um, obviously, Spooky Season's coming up. Uh, well, Ooh, it yeah. is upon us. It already and, is. Yeah. Yes, mm. spooky season is among us, and uh, oh, you know, let's just say Christmas is the imposter. Yeah, um, I was about to say. <laughs> oh god, I can't yeah. wait for about a week into next month. All I want for Christmas yeah. is just blaring on the radio. That's that's all that's going to happen. I feel it ha- I feel it, like it's it going to be a happier time every year. Yeah. But next it's going to happen. We'll it happens earlier and earlier every year. <laughs> blaring down. <laughs> next. Okay. Yeah. Ne- next, uh, I don't know. Let's go 2025. Yeah, it'll be it'll be bloody. <laughs> the song <laughs> will come on just ended like during already. April. It was started again at this no. point. Yeah, like oh, I, 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 I hate kick Christmas him. songs. Kick him. Kick Especially him. when Scrooge. they're just always Scrooge. played every. If if it's Scrooge. played, if and like like every four times a okay. Christmas song is played. And it's I think like if you not December. Song, I've just had it. Festivity. That, yeah. yeah. And if yeah. you play it early, it's also annoying. Like um, playing it last in November. Year, last year they were playing it in September. Oh, yeah. Last year Mariah Carey came on the radio in September. I swear, I nearly ripped out the radio and threw it from my car 
because oh my Thank god, you. I could not deal with Mariah Carey in September. God, it's just stupid. It's yeah. Um, yeah, I'm, I need a much, I need a much needed gaming session after this. We're playing spell, spell break. I don't Half care. That, yeah, that's all we're doing just for the next. Minutes. I don't know because we'll lose one game no. and then rage quit. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're we're playing this for hours. <laughs> I I've I... quit my old ways. I didn't rage quit them though. I didn't rage quit those those old ways. I I calmly left. Moving on to our next topic, we are going to be going into the world of film. So we have to address the state of the US and British box office at the moment. It is it is very sad, I must admit, because according to um, Box Office Mojo, which is powered by IMDb Pro, um, yeah, the, the movies aren't doing very well. <clears throat> so the number one in the US box office at the moment is the uh, War with Grandpa. And it, it hasn't grossed that much at all. Like this week, it's maybe done just over a million, I I would say. Um, no. It is. This week. Like, oh, yeah. yeah. Just over. Yeah, this week it's done just um, just over a million, and um, yeah, it it doesn't look too good because like Metacritic um, obviously is a great place for um, like for like reviews, and the Metac- Metacritic score really isn't too impressive, with a thirty four out of a hundred Meta score. <laughs> And a user score of five point two, and that being number one in the U.S. box office really says something. Coronavirus has hit. Yeah. I oh mean... no, that's another thing to bleep. No, we can say. It. Oh, 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 we can. Never mind. <laughs> oh, can can we say it or not? And yes, we've already been over this. Um, I, and yeah. so. It really doesn't look too good considering Robert yeah, De Niro plays the grandfather. Oof. Like his career, like I, I'm, I'm not going to say it sunk too very low, but this movie is certainly a low of a low considering the San Francisco Chronicle gave it a flat out oh. zero. Oh. I mean, this is the man that was in Taxi Jesus. Driver, Goodfellas, Godfather 2, Raging Bull, and now well, with Grandpa. You know, another, another <laughs> yeah. classic, cult classic. They'll live on for ages. It's worth mentioning that this movie has zero positive reviews, 12 mixed and 11 negative. Oh, my Jesus Christ. Like, I've never seen anything so, so low. And it, it it's just to say that is number one at the in box America. office. Yeah, in, in America, it just doesn't. I don't know. It just doesn't sound. It is disappointing. Like, what? What do you think, David? Um. Well, you know, for a long time, America has been the uh, a hub of entertainment. You know, loads of 
to hmm. classic movies and TV shows and music have come out of there. And for a movie like War with Grandpa to come out of this place and not only be a movie in general, but to be the number one um, in the box office is that's a shame that they it just shows how <coughs> how bad this year has gone. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, it, I mean, Harry, how do you feel about um, about this as well? Um, it's pretty much American filmmaking and TV shows and all of that have sort of gone downhill. Like the the main yeah. ones. It, like individual people making stuff, they're they're doing good. They're still doing good, but just like the big ones, just yeah. That's pretty yeah. Much it. I, I couldn't say that about myself. <laughs> and it, considering the Honest Thief, like last time I checked, and this was last week, was number one. The U.S. box office is now fifteenth in the box office, and that's a Liam Neeson film. Oh my um, and that's oh, oh. obviously like Taken. Like that's the guy from Taken. So, yeah. um, and obviously the Commuter, which I personally think was a great film, but that's not up for me. There, there's a line I want to say, but I'm not going to. No, but <laughs> um, also talking, speaking about the U.S. box office in particular, re-releases are really doing well this year with the Nightmare Before Christmas, the 2020 re-release. Coming in at third, Hocus Pocus, uh, 2020 re-release coming in at fourth, Monsters Inc. 2020 re-release coming in at fifth, and um, yeah, like Monsters Inc., um, which when it was released was actually the highest-grossing animated film um, ever. I mean, mainly because there weren't um, that many animated films um, like that. Um, I have recently watched the documentary on Disney Plus um, called Pixar Story. Really interesting documentary. If you have it, um, if you have Disney Plus, I recommend you go check it out. Um, Steve Jobs is still alive in that, so obviously it's a fairly old documentary, 2007. But um, yeah, Steve Jobs financed um, Pixar. Really interesting fact for you there. But um, yeah, I know I didn't even see that. That's why you should go check it out. Um, But yeah, the, the, the box office, there's a couple like new films on there. But like the SpongeBob movie, Sponge on the Run, is ten. I didn't know that that was something that the world had put out. Yeah, <laughs> I I compl- I completely forgot it was a movie until I saw the trailer pop up on my feed on YouTube the other day. That was a shock. Like, yeah, it's it's not doing very well. And then obviously we pop over to the British box office, which seems to have some better movies with Tenet yeah. still at first. Um, and Hocus Pocus still in the um, top 10 at number seven. Um, But yeah, it is not as good for re-releases in the top 10. But if I look at like the top 57, you'll see that the Notting Hill 2019 re-release was uh, was 48th. Um, Then as well, we have Bugsy Malone 2020 re-release at 37th. Yeah. Um, Harry Potter and the Half Blood Prince, uh, uh, re- twenty twenty re release thirty one. Also, what? just uh, just missed this one out. Um, Thomas and Friends, uh, Sodor's Legend of the Lost <gasps> Treasure, twenty twenty re release oh at thirty third. Yeah. Okay, that one. Hey, Dougie at why? the movies. 
yes, Hey Dougie at the movies. Um, if anyone knows what that is, because, um, yeah, I do. Um, Harry Potter and Deathly Hallows Part 1 2020 re-release 21st. Cinderella. Why? Um, Why Cinderella. Cinderella 2020. Yeah, and Guardians of the Galaxy as well, which is kind of surprising that it's been Why? re-released. If you notice, a lot of these are yeah. actually Disney re-releases. I mean, just going down the line, if you just see Distributor, almost all of them, almost all of them are Nine times out of either 10. Warner Bros. or Walt Disney. Yeah, and I think Disney are really trying to capitalise on the fact that people mm. want to watch these movies. Like um, The Shining, yeah. Warner Brothers, um, 40th anniversary, so obviously a re-release. Um, or which has only grossed $8,573. But, you know, a lot of people... I mean, know, this week... watch that movie, or it's just on, um, you know, a lot of streaming websites. So unless it's new footage or, you know, deleted scenes, you know, stuff like that, uh, a lot of people aren't going to go out and try and watch it. People aren't going to watch. Onward, though, still doing quite strong, considering it was also released on Disney+. Plus. Um, so that is ninth in the British box office. And as I said, like to be released on Disney+, Plus on a streaming service, and in um, cinemas, and to still have grossed a total of um, nine, uh, $9,799,808 is a very impressive amount, considering... Um, Obviously, Disney Plus and um, streaming and um, cinema, and it you know, you look at you just look at some of the movies, and I honestly don't know who's um like who's been creating them. Like Pinocchio, is this like the original Pinocchio? Or is no live action adaptation oh, of the classic story of a wooden puppet named Pinocchio who comes to life? Not a Disney not. remake, but a but a live-action version of Pinocchio. I honestly don't know how creepy oh, that's going to be. Just, Italian, I have one I word to, to sum up that. Italian? No. Yeah. That makes sense. There was a movie that I think came out this year, or maybe it was what, like the... last year, called... Um, the... I can't remember what it was called, but it had Tom Holland and Will Smith in it. And it was a... Yeah, oh, you know, I know which one you're where about. He was a, well, Will Smith is, plays this like world-class... Uh, I think, is it Spy it, Pigeon? It has something to do with that. Yeah. That. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think that's this. the name. And he turns Spy- into a pigeon. Yeah. Yeah. Spies in disguise. Yeah. That's the one. But that one so, of them turns into a pigeon. I mean, I know I that one. Yeah. This, this... I, I I remember just one of the. I think which one? Is um, it? Well, Will Smith. Is it? Yeah. And so Tom that's Holland the, becomes yeah, a I... world class spy. <laughs> yeah. It's it. Damn. Like as far as originality goes, I think like new movies are. Like these are movies are sl- uh, quite original um, in the box office, and I don't think uh, I'm not going to say they're getting um, the the attention they deserve because um, oh they'd be getting much less. Yeah, they're they're getting a lot less attention considering they're in cinemas um, because like although you know people are going to the cinemas to see them, no one is really going to cinemas to see them. Yeah, true. Like it, yeah. It's it's really a. Um, I mean, it is yeah, really I mean, a shambles at the moment. Streets and you asked, "Oh, are you going to go see Elfkins today?" I doubt anyone would say, "Yeah, actually, I'm really looking forward to it." You know what I mean? So, yeah. 
<laughs> I mean, I guess that could just be us because we're um like we're we're more grown up. <laughs> <laughs> because like we're, we're not little kids i mean you know you know what little kids like they they um they, they'll watch any old uh old movie but um it's speaking of like the box office i'm looking at the um top 57 list um 57 a very awkward <laughs> number don't know why it's like that but um yeah it could just be that's all the movies that there actually are but um it seems like it's a good time for um for the theatres to also be releasing um, like live performances as Kinky Boots, the musical is on there. And there are three, um, there are also three things from the National Theatre. So um, Present Laughter, A Midsummer Night's Dream and uh, Hansard. Um, so it does look like it's a very good time for these um, theatres to be trying to gain some money back. Um, from all the revenue that they've obviously lost. So, um, moving on to some comic news. Um, recently, um, bought, put, put out by Marvel, um, the guy from Black Eyed Peas, Taboo, um, has put out an, a comic book called Werewolf about a um, some young man called Jake um, who's dealing with a family curse, and he basically I think just turns into a into a massive werewolf. Um, so yeah, set in Arizona, looks pretty cool actually. I've I've been. There's a on the uh, Marvel website. There is actually a few panels uh, from the I think first uh, issue of the comic, and it looks really good. I like the art art style. Um, looks looks interesting. I might read into it. Um, but Harry, opinions? Hmm. I mean, I I would say that comics were probably better then, but now it's it's still that if it does well and people mm. like like it a lot then well, fine what do you think what do you think about Good success I, think, I mean this might be the first i'm not really sure i don't know too i don't know crazy tons about about um comic books but i think this might be the first werewolf uh, superhero question mark i'm not sure if it's a superhero um and it looks he looks really really like menacing and super cool we might be getting at a sort of maybe um like an yeah, anti-hero maybe like or something. a like like a Hulk uh, relationship between the werewolf and um, Jake, the uh, protagonist, which would be really uh, cool to see. You know, him just fighting okay. the werewolf in certain situations, like trying not to get him out. That would be pretty cool to see. You know, in um, in comic uh, in a comic uh, style. I mean, in one particular panel, it. Um, it does actually um, say something about, uh, it says here, I change at night, no full moon necessary. It happens more emotionally, angry, hungry, sad, whatever. So it does seem like it's, um, it's going to be someone battling mm. their inner demons. And yeah, it, it just yeah. looks like a pretty mm. uh, cool comic. It, it, it's either going to mm. be um, 
action heavy or it's going to be one of those comics where it's sort of like a graphic novel kind of like um uh watchmen you know you know where it's yeah. quite grimy quite um quite dark which would be really cool to see from marvel yeah um especially with you know them focusing a lot on their um cinematic universe and how i mean it's not all peaches and rainbows and unicorns over there but you know it's got it's it's mainly that so it'd be interesting to see some dark material coming from marvel right now and um obviously this so this um came out on the 21st of october um and so it's only been out um about a week um as of time of recording and um it, it, it's just in time, I yeah, think, for yeah. spooky season, um, which is, spooky you know, season. really, uh, really good marketing yeah. on their part. But it's also um, worth mentioning, it seems like it's going to be a very interesting comic as um, the protagonist, I believe, um, yeah, is Native American. Like and, oh. and they said, um, so I believe it was Taboo said, but it's not a native story, um, although there is a native's perspective to it. Um, so, like, it is. I think it's going to be good for like um, some representation of um, of oh, yeah, different definitely. people in comics because I don't think there's That's nearly good. enough um, yeah. Native Get Americans. More, yeah. Get more in, representation think, of, of other people um, is what we yeah. need in pretty much everything. Hmm. The whole comic looks absolutely brilliant. And I do believe that this character has made an appearance before. I'm not too sure. Um, I'm not a massive um, comic nerd. I know there are people out there who are. Nerd is a good term. In this podcast, nerd is a good term for anyone involved. But yeah, it it just seems like it's a a really interesting comic. And um, speaking of werewolf, um, I do believe um, there has been a comic where um, Cats America turned into a werewolf. Pretty, uh, pretty interesting there. Um, little facts about Marvel. I have, um, yeah, I have seen some Marvel comics I've got before. I've of comics myself, um, and um, yeah. I'm a pretty big comic fan. So uh, I'm excited. I'll probably buy the first issue when it comes out. Not, not too sure. Probably. Yeah, um, I, I would definitely have a look at it um, myself as well because I do like this sort of thing. It is a uh, certainly certainly something i would look at and so that concludes the podcast for today um thank you everyone so much for listening and um next week we should be joined by one of our friends nat who is going to be coming on to talk about gaming phones which is hopefully when we can also talk to him about the um the controllers that attach on the side of phones um, for Xbox, um, like cloud service, really interesting concept, really weird, um, like lost for words, honestly, on how it, um, how it is, as you saw earlier. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it's going to be a really interesting, um, uh, really interesting chat. Thank you, everyone. And we can't wait to have him on. I would like to thank um, our hosts, David and Harry. Thank you very much, guys, for joining me today. Thanks, man. No problem. And, of course... um, Everyone thank Marcus, everyone. Come on. 
thank him for bringing this podcast to fruition. Because and who knows where yeah. we'll be without it. And I'd just like to thank as well everyone that is in the background supporting us. I'd like to thank all the people that are um, giving us feedback, giving us support, and really, really um, helping us along with this, because honestly, I don't think we could do it without them. Um, The support from everyone so far has been absolutely amazing, and it it truly has been um, such a wild experience, and we've had so much support, more than we could have imagined from everyone listening. Um, Have a nice day, everyone, and we will see you in the next.